We got John Wayne in the house. Hey, what's up, John Wayne? Glad that you're here. Mad Sloper. Walter from Australia. What's up, buddy? Good to see you. Uh, this is going to be another fun show tonight. We are going to be giving away a Chase Cam that I have printed up on my 3D printer. How awesome is that? So make sure that you stay here. Uh, share this with your friends because, you know, the more people on here, the better. Um, oh, you know what? We also got the Millennium Falcon. I don't know if I want to get rid of this or not because this thing is so freaking cool. Anyways, welcome here. We're going to give that away. I cannot, as long as that thing took to print. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I also printed this out too. This is another uh, Chase Cam that I just printed out. It has wings. It has fins. That's cool. I'm not, I've never seen one like that. That's because I just printed it out. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Is that it your is. own design? And look at that too. It has two different colors. So I started printing the bottom white and then the rest black so you can flip them over. Um, not really my complete design, but I was able to print it out. So this is fun. Yeah. Um, let's see. This is season three, episode 107. Uh, let me introduce everybody on the panel real quick, and then we're going to be chatting with Shane Wyman tonight. Uh, it, we talked a little bit on the pre-show. You're going to love what he has to say. Anyways, uh, tonight we have Paramom USA, our very own Linda Anderson, with her mute on, so we can't hear her cheer. Why? We couldn't hear your cheer. There we go. We got we got to hear your cheer. That's that's what this is all about. I know. Yes, this on Monday. Welcome. Welcome, my chatters. Welcome, my panel. Welcome, Shane. We're yes. so excited to have you here tonight. And uh, we're going to have a good show because this is what we do. We got JP jumping in the house. I'm JP's so jumping in the house. Oh, my goodness. Now we're going to have like a really full, full panel. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Absolutely. And thank you, Linda Anderson. We appreciate you. You are a PR girl. If you want to be on our show, go to paramomusa.com. It does forward over to her Facebook page. Just PM her and say, I want to be on PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, clearproptv.com and paratalk.org. We also got Will Fly. Will Fly, the PPG guy. What's up, buddy? Good to see you. It's good to be here. Real good to be here. Nice to meet Shane. And I've been busy watching his videos. I'm looking forward to tonight's uh, show. Absolutely. Now, you do a bunch of videos yourself, too, but you haven't for a while because you got a, a little quad injury. But you do <laughs> post a lot of videos. How do we get to see your paramotor shenanigans? Yeah, well, if you like like corny humor with a little bit of information mixed in there <laughs> you could you can visit me at uh, youtube under will fly or just uh, go to willflyppg.com how's that for a shameless plug that is awesome <laughs> willflyppg.com we also got jp tulo tiktok tulo in the house um you don't know this but jp knows this one of my students uh today was it today or yesterday said um hey you got to go check this guy out his j his, his name is jp he's on tiktok he does he flies paramotors he's a really cool cat yep i know the guy jp on the panel what's up jp good to see you buddy good to be here yeah that that uh that made my day that was too funny when you sent me that message <laughs> and uh he'd heard of me i yeah. told danny that uh you know, I'll have an autograph session later. 
<laughs> well, of course, you are the famous TikTok Tulo. Um, how do we get up with uh, how do how do we get to see your your cool uh, shenanigans? I mean, uh, you got YouTube, you got TikTok, Instagram, yeah, um, various forms of social media as JP Tulo, JP T U L O. I'm also jptulo.com. I think uh, you can get to any one of those if you go there. So. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Did you make any more than a, a two and a half million on on your TikTok yet? Or no, your... it's uh, kind of leveled out there. So. All right. All right. Well, whenever you get another good one that uh, you know blows us out of the water, you gotta let us know. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you everybody that's on the panel tonight. But it's not about us. It's about our guest, Shane Wyman. He's been flying for a while, but he's only had about thirteen flights. Um, he's a new student and he has some, some fun stories to tell us about, uh, including a couple props that broke, but that's a little bit later on to the, in the show tonight. Um, we're going to be uh, talking with Shane. Shane, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm so happy that you made it today. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. Glad to be here. Awesome. So, uh... Well, um, for the people that don't know you, could you give us a little bit of a background? Tell us about, um, you know, who you are, how you got into the sport and, you know, um, why are you doing the paramotor thing? Yeah. I'd like to ask myself that question sometimes. <laughs> so I'm a lifelong aviation enthusiast. Uh, I always wanted to fly. And, uh, in my early twenties, I started building an airplane. It was a Mustang two, which is just about like a, uh, RV six and high performance and uh, I just like building stuff. So I did that. And that was at that time I was going through my apprenticeship and I had, didn't have a whole lot of money, but I had a lot of time. Well, once I got through my apprenticeship, I hired into Ford, which is kind of in my trade. That's, that's where you go. That's where the money was at. And I went from having no money and a lot of time to having more money in no time because we work seven days a week and it's just pretty much way the business works so i ended up selling the plane and to an engineer and i had it uh on its landing gear it wasn't done of course but got through that and i was an oshkosh guy i went every year for the whole week and i remember watching uh the trikes flying and uh over in the ultralight area and i'm watching these guys crash i mean uh the wing would get oscillated and they'd flip over i'm like man you guys are crazy so he 20 years later, here I am uh, surfing the internet one day, watching YouTube videos, and it might have been a Tucker got. He was flying low over a cornfield. I'm like, man, that's me. And uh, started doing some research. I found uh, Fly My PPG. Mike Cotter was the first call that I made. This was October of 2020. And uh, I talked to him first, and it went good. And uh, Found Kyle Glee's videos and seen what he had to offer. He was my second call and uh, ended up making a decision and scheduled to uh, go to Louisiana for paramotor training in the spring of uh, 21. Now, you live where and you traveled how far to go paramotor training? I'm in Blissfield, Michigan. We are 10 miles over the line from Toledo, Ohio. And uh, it was a, took me 14 hours. It was a thousand mile trip. And uh, boy, I tell you, I was on a mission. I got in my truck. I just got a one jug, one th uh, thing of water, and no, I wouldn't even stop to eat. I would just take little sips of water, so I wouldn't have to take bathroom breaks. The only time I stopped was to get fuel. So, uh, yeah, I was pretty excited to say the least. 
That sounds like you're very, very committed. I mean, that that's a that's a very long way to to go. And you were down there for um, what two weeks? Uh, a week? Well, that was the problem. I only had a week off work, so I got there on a Thursday and left on a Wednesday. And uh, because of the weather, I was only able to get one flight in. So that was a bummer. But I thought I was good. Uh, I'm a very confident person, and when it comes to running. Stuff like, uh, you know, I flew airplanes too. So I did start my uh, private pilots when I was working for Ford. And uh, I think I had 38 hours in. So I had everything in except for passing the written. And uh, I needed a, what is it, uh, two hours of night flying. And uh, yeah, I was close. But anyway, I had some experience being in the air. And uh, I really wasn't worried about too much more than that. So, uh, yeah, so I can, I can get into that first flight and, uh, it was pretty interesting because, uh, there was a gentleman there actually from, uh, Farmington Hills, him and his wife, and they had trained with Kyle previously. So he was there doing the, the videotaping and, uh, um, I lost comms when I started, when the wind came up, so I couldn't hear anything Kyle was saying. So I'm running and squeezing the throttle. Of course, I didn't get into it quick enough. And I'm doing a real long taxi and I'm turning up the throttle and I'm not going. And I'm coming up on this little hill where there's a little ditch. And I'm like, oh, man, what am I going to do? So uh, I ended up, I was going to abort the launch. And I said, screw it. I just gripped the throttle and gave her everything she had. I jumped over the ditch. I landed. And then the next step, I was up in the air. And the guy videotaping thought I was going to crash. So he stopped filming it or panned away. And he panned back when I was up in the air. And I had an oscillation from hell going. I couldn't get in the seat. I couldn't hear Kyle. My heart was about ready to blow up. It was insane. And uh, I just hung there because I was afraid to let go of the brakes to get to use my hands to get in the seat. So I just got altitude and I'm sitting there swinging back and forth. And man, oh man. Uh, I made it through, but whew, yeah, that was crazy. So that was, that was your very first flight. That was my very first flight. Wow. So um, you have uh, 13 flights under your belt now. So how many flights were you able to get in school or did you count those flights in school and just counting what flights away from school or how, how are you counting flights right now? I'm counting them total from school, which I only had the one. So once I got in the air, I knew I had to calm down a little bit, so I got in the seat and I flew around. I didn't have comms, and I just kind of watched uh, the other gentleman that was from Farmington Hills, you know, up by me, and just watching him take off. And he tripped and broke his prop, so he didn't make it up that day. But uh, it was a beautiful sunset that night, so I'm like, I'm just gonna chill out and fly around and enjoy it. And I did, and it was really nice. And towards the end of the flight, I could hear Kyle talking through my headphones but I had no comms back to him. So one thing that happened was uh, coming in for my landing. I wanted to make sure my, my glide slope was okay. You know, reverting back to my airplane flying days. So I kind of knew what to look for. So I was doing a, going to do a go around anyway. And, the, and I came in, everything looked good. But uh, so I came in for my landing on the second time. And I was going to kill the motor and the motor wouldn't shut off. So I'm like, oh boy. So 
Kyle figured it out. He, I could hear him talking. So he's like, well, just come around again and grip the throttle with your hand behind or yeah, grip the stick with your hand behind the throttle portion. So I couldn't inadvertently bump it when I landed. So I came in with the motor lane, uh, idling and I kind of fell down and everything went pretty good except my landing. I, uh, I don't know if I didn't flare or what happened, but I kind of went into the ground pretty good, but nothing was hurt. It wasn't <clears> that fast. And uh, yeah, I made it. <laughs> wow. That sounds, sounds amazing. Um, but you also said that you have what, two broken props. Um, what were the stories behind that? Well, so we'll lead up to that. When I got home, um, I, well, while I was down there, I knew I was going to want to fly, but I, everybody tells you not to get your wing, but I knew I'd have to have a motor. So I had Kyle order that before I got down there, hoping that I would have my own motor there. And I went with his recommendations. So it was a Mac fly with the Moster. And uh, the last night I was there, we were waiting on weather to try to get another flight and it just didn't work out. So I was going to leave that night and uh, Kyle gets his stuff from Matt Minyard. Well, Matt gave him a call and said my motor had come in. So we made a late night run and met Matt halfway from his place to Kyle's and picked my motor up. So that was good. So I made it home and uh, waited on my wing. It took a couple of weeks. I got my wing in early May and boy, oh boy, it was on. And uh, I got my motor broke in, had my wing laid out and had probably a three, four mile wind that night and uh went out took off everything was awesome i didn't have a very long run and flew around came in and landed and fell down again but uh once again didn't hurt anything rather than my pride so uh yeah so uh, i went through a series of flights i probably had four and i watched kyle's videos about how he'll come in and just play around in the high winds, come do those no-step landings. So I'm like, oh, man, I can do that. So it was a windy morning, got on, and, uh, yeah, my landing was nice and short, or my takeoff was short, and I made a lap around a circuit, and I was above my neighbor's house, and I wasn't moving at about 500 feet. So I'm like, oh, I might as well get down right now. And, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I thought the wings were going to be too strong, so – coming in i'm like okay i'm gonna do this one stepper and i came in under power and everything after that was kind of a blur because i might have been 10 foot in the air i don't know if i gave up my brakes or what i did but i come slamming down into the ground really hard and uh busted the prop and broke the cage or the netting of course and uh the problem with this was I was about five days away from going on vacation and I would planned on flying. So I'm laying there in the, in the grass with a broken prop and I get Kyle on the phone right away and he shipped me another prop and I got it before I left. And that was really cool. That's good. So what, what kind of prop do you have? Is it a helix or? It was an E-prop and e Kyle sent me a helix, which provided, proved another problem because the, the hub's a little bit different. Uh, thickness so uh, I had to figure out how long the screws to get and went and got them made it work and uh, so on vacation we go 
Right. So, so you started off with the E-prop that has the longer bolts, and then you went to the Helix that has the shorter bolts, and uh, you had to go find your own bolts. Now, how did you find your own bolts? Did you look online and go over to, to someplace that sells bolts, or did you order them online from a paramotor place, or how did you do that? Well, we got a hardware store in town with a very good uh, fastener selection, and I went up there and measured what I needed, and they had it, and, and I made it work. So. Awesome. Awesome. Um, just so you guys know, uh, we are going to be giving away a chase cam that I printed. So if you want a chase cam, uh, let um, who, who's putting in the winning wheels of winning things, the spinning wheel of winning things will fly, right? Yeah. Will fly is? Yeah. Okay. So uh, tag will fly and let them know that you want to be in the spinning wheel of winning things for a uh, homemade 3D printed chase cam. And uh, we're going to spin for that today. So make sure that you stay here because you have to be present to win. Um, also, too, we normally have the super chat where you can donate to me. But tonight, it's actually a fundraiser. Any gift that you uh, donate in the super chat is actually going directly to uh, paralyzed veterans. So uh, we have 12 thumbs up. Thank you very much. And 27 people watching. A uh, little bit of shout outs uh, to the uh, people out there. We got uh, Paramotor Girl, Deweese Milstead, uh, James, uh, Will Fly. Wow, Will Fly's in there too. That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad that you guys are talking. Eric, PPGLear.com. That's PPGLEAR.com. Uh, you want to check him out because he has a show <laughs> tomorrow also. JP Tools in the house. And uh, man, it just goes on and on and on. Who else do we have in here? Paramotor Steve, Tommy Sutherland. Uh, thank you guys so much, Bill H., uh, Kelby Cox. Uh, you guys are awesome, and we couldn't do this without you. Remember, we are going to be spinning for a homemade 3D printed chase cam. So tag will fly, and uh, we'll put you in that spinning wheel of winning things. Tonight we are talking with Shane Wyman. He's been flying for a while, has 13 flights under his belt he's 250 pounds and uh what size wing do you have bud i have a 26 meter it's a flow cosmos power which i know there's not a lot of people out there that have them so uh my feedback on it's been a little nil because nobody knows much about them but i will say it's been a good wing for me i've never had an issue kiting it uh out of all my takeoffs, I've never had to abort one. It's always gotten me in the air, and uh, I have a lot of confidence in it. Other than my landings have been always been a little bit sketchy. So when you say a little bit sketchy, are you talking about because with a, a twenty a twenty six meter wing and you're two fifty plus your gear, you're probably on the heaviest part of that wing, which means that you're on the uh, advanced part, right? Yes. According so to when the you're manual. on that advanced part, when you're coming in for that landing, do you feel like you have a lot of speed that you need to bleed off? or, or... It feels that way, but I watch my videos, the few that I do have, and uh, my first flight was on a Universal 1.1. That was a 28 meter. And I look at that speed when I was coming in and compare that to my wing of what videos I have when I come in to land, and I don't see much of a difference as far as speed wise, but, uh, man, I'll tell you what, it's the best feeling in the world when I get it right. So if I get that flare right and I, I'm only a couple steps and I'm done and 
man, is that a great feeling? So uh, I don't know if I get too cocky or overconfident or what happens, or I just quit paying attention when I come into land. And uh, man, I was a king of butt landing. It seemed like every, but what I would do, instead of looking out on the horizon, I would, as soon as my feet would touch, I looked down. And it seems like I would freak out and I'd lift my feet up and on my ass I'd go. So that sounds uh, like exactly what happens. If you don't keep your eyes on that horizon, as soon as you look down, you lose your balance and fall. I totally understand. Anybody else in the chat have uh, have that happen to them? They forget to look at the horizon and they fall or they butt land? Uh, let me know in the super chat. Also, are there any questions in the chat or on our panel right now? Not a question, but I, I wanted to mention, <laughs> man, you, you said your first landing, right, was on your feet, right? Uh, no. Your first landing on your feet? I thought I saw your video. I, I love your videos, by the way, because they're just little snippets of the most important parts, you know? So I oh, that was my first one up. Well, I think uh, I think my first two up here were on my, uh, I ended up going down on a knee. Okay. And then okay. after that, I think my third one, I don't even think I got out of the seat. I just came right in and plowed into the ground. So I don't know what happened there. Just, uh, just went blank. Well, I can tell you that you mentioned that, you know, you thought maybe you'd be a little further along or you're not where you, you want to be. You got 13 flights, right? Yes. Yeah. So I can tell you, man, you're right where you're supposed to be. And that's a good thing <laughs> because you're the most receptive, you know, to hearing different ideas and stuff. But I have got, I've landed without getting out of my seat, done that. My very first flight was on my feet and the rest of them that day were just, they were on my knees or on my face. So I uh, could totally relate to that. Um, yeah, Bill H was wondering about your, um, the, uh, you, flight number 13, and he's asking if you've uh, checked out the speed bar yet or your trims. Uh, I don't, I can't use my speed bar. I've butt landed so many times that I ripped the bottom, uh, where the speed bars go into my, uh, what is that? A sole I got or a sup air. I got a sup air on that, but, um, where the bottom of my harness connects to the cage, I ripped the stitching right out and it also had the speed bar pulleys on it. So that happened when I broke the prop on my vacation part that we'll get to in a little bit, but I had that sewn back on and my very next flight after getting that fixed, I butt landed and ripped it out again. So I ended up calling Matt Minyard and see what he would do. And he said, just zip tie it. So I left them ripped off and I zip tied it. There we go. <laughs> so this says that this is your second landing at home after training. Yeah, I might have messed them up. I was going off the dates that these were posted, but uh, yeah, that looks about right. I would say that was. So this is the one that you'd be coming in and you said that you were looking at the horizon, then you look down and then you face planted. Is this, is this the one you're talking about? Uh, no, usually on those, I, uh, I butt land. Ah. So that one there, I just didn't run, it looks like. And that wing's oscillating, so it throws me off balance. So, uh, man, the progression with the wing oscillations. So we'll rewind back to when I broke that prop and I put that helix on. So 
you know, I got that helix on the very next day. We're going on vacation. So there's a beautiful place up in Michigan and I want to fly. Now this video here is right before I left too for that. Uh, that was the landing before I broke my prop the first time. So I was on cloud nine. That's why I got cocky and thought I could come in in a high wind situation and uh, do that no stepper landing, which I had no business even thinking about trying. But on yeah. this, this particular flight that you're watching was probably my best flight. That was about an hour and 15 minutes. Nice. And But the problem was I tied in backwards. So both risers on this flight were backwards. So my brakes, I don't know if you've ever done it, they kind of have, they pull kind of hard. But uh, well, that's not bad with your risers all the way, you know, turn around opposite and, and you landed like that. That's pretty good. And you can see the grassy area in front of you. So I took off to the north. So where I'm at, where you're watching is the north. And when I was gone, the wind switched uh, 90 degrees on me. So that's why I had to land out in that cornfield. But uh, yeah, that was my, well, the best landing that I got on film anyway. But man, I was such an awesome feeling. <laughs> so, so now we're up north, we're going on vacation. And uh, I went to this little place where we take off from and I met a couple guys up there and uh, went with my family and we were having dinner and having some drinks and, and those guys showed up. So I went out and talked to them and lo and behold, there sits Mike Cotter. So I'm pumped and we start talking and I'm showing him my videos. And he mentioned, I showed him that one where we just watched me land. He goes, boy, that wing looks like you're coming in kind of fast. So he did mention that. And, uh, you know, we talked for probably an hour and it was great talk. And he invited me to go flying with him in the next morning. So I decided, I'm like, well, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. And so I got up the next morning, grabbed the bang and slammed that on the way to the LZ and just to get me up and moving because, you know, on vacation, I like to sleep in. But uh, so I get up and we get there. It's hot, it's wet, and there's absolutely no wind. And uh, we, we got set up and uh, I took off. Sorry about that. So I take off and it was a great takeoff. It was my first nil wind launch with that wing. And, and there's a lot of heavy dew in the grass that morning. So the bottom of my wing was wet, but still my launch was good. Takeoff was good. It got airborne. And I'm checking out my risers, and I realize my right riser is 180 degrees out. And uh, that brake pulled really hard compared to the other side. And I'm like, man, there's no way I'm going to go on. Because we were going to do a cross-country uh, up the shoreline of Lake Michigan towards Ludington, I believe. So it was going to be a nice long flight. And uh, I circled the LZ a couple of times. I'm like, I got to get down and get this fixed. So the LZ was pretty tight for a beginner pilot, but me being probably overconfident again, I'm like, well, no big deal. So it took me about six go arounds before I could come in and land because it was so tight. And uh, I was coming in hot and that right brake was pulling hard. So I'm like, screw it. I just lifted my legs and came in on my ass. But man, I tell you what, I skidded for probably 20 feet. That was a really hard fast landing and uh you know it uh, it shook me pretty good 
So I was a little bummed by that. I'm soaked because the grass was wet and I didn't break anything because I shut the motor off. And, and Kyle told me, as long as you shut the motor off, when you land, you'll never, probably never break it. So that happened. And uh, yeah, so we get everything set up and uh, I don't know why I always have trouble clipping in and get it backwards like that, but that was the second time. So Mike showed me what they do and it, and it clicked and I clipped in and he verified everything was okay. And, you know, just from being rocked and everything being wet and now my wings totally soaked and I'm sitting there with a the motor running, getting ready to go. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I shut the motor off and I looked at Mike and I'm like, I can't do it. I said, I'm, I just, I'm not feeling it. So he wanted me to get back on that horse and, you know, he, he gave me a pep talk and, told me everything was good. So I'm like, you know what? Okay. And we're going to do it. So we get the, I get it fired back up, check my lines. Everything's good. Took off and I'm running, running, running. And I had to run a little longer because you know, everything was soaked and, but lo and behold, off the ground, I go, everything was good. And uh, I got about treetop height. I just rocked back in my seat and I heard something go through the prop. So I immediately killed the engine and being at the altitude I was, which was really low, uh, the wings surged forward. I grabbed brake and then put my hands back up because I knew I had to have speed. But, and, uh, and prior to this flight, I didn't add, but Mike and I talked about having an out if something were to happen. So, you know, I had to make a right-hand turn from where I was at. And we talked about that in our pre-flight briefing. And that worked out perfect, except for, like, like, again, I blacked out and came in and another hard landing and my wing came over top and landed in a tree. And, uh, of course, yeah, there I sat with everything all busted up. So we went through my, my footage, because Mike recorded my takeoffs, and uh, you could see my phone dangling. My phone actually was on a tether. And I had it in the left-hand pocket, zipped up, at least on the first flight. So that first butt landing must have jarred the, the zipper loose, and it was something I overlooked. And I didn't look at it in my pre-flight for the second time. And, uh, yeah, you could see the phone dangling as I was running on that second takeoff. And, uh, yeah, went right through the prop, and that was the end of that. But the crappy part was – so that's really only my second flight or two in a row where I broke a prop. And I, you know, that was another hard landing and I was pretty worked up over that one sweating and my heart's just pounding because there's just so much going on and I was green and you know, it's just, uh, it was a lot for me. So yeah. So I don't know what it's been, but ever since that time, then anxiety set, set in. So I just questioned everything now. And, and uh, I had some really nice days to fly after I got everything fixed and, and when, I mean, it, I knew I was going to fly that night and this is the one here. I don't know if this was the first or second. We'll see here in a second. This says first takeoff. Okay. So this was my first one and everything was good, except I clipped that riser in wrong on the right-hand side and you can see it there. And, uh, with the takeoff, everything was fine. 
But uh, what I should have done, and, and I thought about it while I was in the air, instead of coming, you see the power line right there? So that LZ was pretty tight. And I thought about just heading out towards the, towards the lake. And then there's a giant sand dunes out there, but they're a state, uh, state owned and it's a state park. So I know you're not supposed to fly out of there. So that's why I didn't go out there where I had all the room in the world to land. It would have been soft. I wouldn't have had that tight LZ. And I think if I'd have done that, everything might've been okay. I don't know, but I wish I would have now, but, uh, yeah. So is this the, yeah, this is the second one here. If you look at the, my left hand side, you can see that phone dangling on that tether. Oh yeah. Uh, right there. And I had to run, I was running hard, but, uh, pulled some brake and up I went. Wow. And it was beautiful, but, uh, right. Tree top level. You can hear it. Yeah. You really and, can hear it when you got the volume and you can actually hear the, the, uh, prop strike. Yeah. But, uh, once again, I wasn't hurt. Uh, I was sore. My neck was sore. And my back was sore after that second hard landing there. And that was on my butt too. So what are, so what are we watching? You're watching, we're watching you take off right here, right? Yep. You take off. It, it cracks your prop and now you no, drop I'm and still, land. I'm still going up right about there is where it hit the prop. And now so you are down. Yep. So in that situation, uh, you guys tell me, if you hear something go through your prop, should you immediately kill your engine or should I have tried to see if I could fly out of that? Well, let's see. Where are you headed? Let's see what, what what's in front of you. I mean, right there, the, you don't have much room for oopses. I mean, no, you're, you're, going right. like, you're going like right over trees. And now it looks like you. I made a hard right turn. You made well, a that's hard what right we talked about. Because I had a, a wide open, nice, short, grassy area there to land. Yeah, so you just don't have any any oops room. I mean, you don't have any, well, let's keep on trying to fly straight and uh, see what's going on. You know, how much how much was the, uh, the prop broken? Um, you know, it, it just really depends on how much vibration you got, too. Yeah, I never even gave it a chance to see if I had any vibrations because as soon as I heard something hit that prop, I hit the kill button. And when I did that, that's when everything surged forward. And I tried to give it a little break to control the surge. And uh, then I knew I had to get my hands back up to try to build speed for the flare. But like I say, as soon as my hands went up, everything kind of went blank. So I don't know if I pulled much break or not, but I went into the ground pretty hard. And I don't even, I think I might've hit the ground and bounced back up and then came down again. I'm not sure, but it was a pretty violent hit. It looks pretty it looked violent. Like you had a little flare there. Yeah. You, you, if you replay that last part. And it's really hard also to tell, you know, um, what we would do under a certain situation, you know, because we were not the pilot in command. You know, I, I couldn't really tell how much room you had to, to turn, you know, uh, what was in front of you. I mean, if you didn't land right there, were you going to hit a tree? You know, I mean, so it's really hard to tell what uh your your particular situation was in this um obviously uh it looks like there's just not enough room for a newer pilot to be able to get up 
without any oopses, you know, anything could happen. A motor could have went out. There could have been a bubble in your, you know, in your, in your line and your motor could have went out, you know, uh, something clipped your, 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 um, your prop, which did, you know, and then you went down. So this is, this is a good lesson, uh, you know, for everybody, make sure that you have enough runway and enough room for anything that could oops, uh, to make sure you could come right back down and land safely. Um, uh, anybody on the panel, uh, have anything that they want to say about that particular incident? Monday morning quarterback, what that's called, called. It's easy, easy to say, oh, I would have done this and you should have, you should have, you know, brought it back around and, and swooped it in and, but. So just to go back on that is my eighth flight right there. Or actually, I think that might've been number nine. <clears throat> so I really had no business being there but i would like again i was so damn confident that you know i could do it and you know maybe i would have if that wouldn't happen and i would have came back i could have been probably would have been a successful flight and i don't know how my landing would have been but you know had that prop or that phone not go through my prop i think we would have had a great flight and uh so i don't know like i say but did you I say think, you're a fixed wing pilot i was yes yeah, but that was 20 that, years ago, so it's been a while. You think that played into your confidence? Uh, yeah, I do. I really do. <clears throat> and I was good at that, or at least I thought mm-hmm. it was. But uh, I, I don't know. I soloed early and everything was good. I just never had an issue. And, you know, anything mechanical and dirt bikes, anything fast, I've always been real good at doing. So. Uh, but like I say, that, that crash right there really hit that left the mark in, in my head. I didn't really physically hurt me. I was a little beat up and sore, but, uh, you know, I was about like a first day of double sessions in football practice in high school. If you guys ever done that, you know, you're just, I just so, took a uh, Resurgence PPG in the chat. He's saying, uh, let Sean know there were two fairways to the right where he turned. With that right turn, he had tons of room. I've flown there, is what Todd said. Yep. So it was a golf course. Yeah. And then uh, Paramotor Steve, question for Shane. Did you end up uh, being in any of uh, Kylo's videos? Uh, Yeah, actually. I don't know which one it was, but there was none of me flying, of course. But uh, there was this picture of me and my truck sitting at the field when he was flying that – uh free ride a black free ride i think for now well, he went ditch ditch jumping that day so there's a couple yeah. other uh, uh mentions in the chat Paraninja said that you handled it well i and think so too yeah i i, I do too kudos we, to you too i mean man the way you're recording having someone record recording your launches and you'll learn a ton of ways to improve your launches and your landing now, i don't know where the barney rubble swinging arm stuff come from in these two takeoffs but i didn't do that in my other ones so i don't know what that was all about but mike we did a debrief on these two flights and mike mentioned that uh i need to let let the wing fly on those takeoffs i was getting pretty deep in the brakes uh, that's just kind of how i've always done it i don't know if it's right or wrong but 
So after I got everything fixed and got back home, the very next flight was a pretty no wind night and it was hot, really hot. And uh, all I can think about is Mike and I's conversation, let the wing fly. So I left my hands all the way up and man, let me tell you, I'm in the throttle. I'm running I'm running. I'm running. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to die and land on my face. So I don't know if I gave a little bit of break or not, but my feet just left the ground. And just as I get a sigh of relief, I'm coming back down. I'm like, oh, man. So I had to start running again. And uh, I don't know how, but I got in the air and, and flew around. And all I could think about was, man, I just should have pulled a little, do it like I normally did, and I would have been okay. Ooh. Yeah, that was my first one. That was with Kyle on that uh, Universal. So I don't know if I just didn't run. It didn't look like I pulled any brake. Because one thing that was in my mind with that, maybe I did. Yeah, it looks like you pulled brake. But uh, I don't know. I think maybe I got too low or I was veering to the left. Well, it looks like there's like no wind also with that. Um, yeah, there wasn't. Because right here, there's like no no wind yeah. on that yeah. wind sock right there. Yeah, there was nothing. So you coming in, you know, your first paramotor landing uh, with no wind, that's, you know, that's really honest to be expected. But look, okay. you flared, you got up there, you just lost your balance and fell forward. Yeah, because I was veering to the left and I noticed when I, whenever I got any oscillations going, I lose my balance and end up falling around my butt. Uh, it's just a natural reaction. I, one thing uh, that I did do after, you know, and I talked to Kyle and, uh, you know, get his input on what I need to do. And uh, he just said, I got to concentrate on what I'm doing. And in those flights, I did that. And even that one after telling you about where I barely got off the ground, as long as I concentrate on what I'm doing, get out of the seat early and I'm not oscillating and concentrate on that landing, I stick it. So, yeah, that that's that universal that you you that you used, right? So that one yep. was looked like you were coming kind of hot. Do you remember what your trim setting was by any chance? Nope, okay. I never touched it, and whatever it was set at when I took off is what it was. And I knew nothing. I didn't even think about looking at it. And right, yeah, I have no idea. Okay, it looks like this is your first paramotor solar takeoff in Michigan. Yes. It went, uh, that went good. So when you say solo, you're basically there making the decisions for yourself, whether to go or not, or is yep. it just your first flight? This no, is, your, this this is my your first, first flight in Michigan. Flight by yourself, right? Yeah, yes. Okay. Do you have uh, Kylo in your ear? Is that what going, no, or who do you have no, in your ear right either. now? Okay. No, so this no. is after training coming back to Michigan. Yes. Okay. Do you have anybody in your ear as far as like uh, helping you um, do your reverse or anything, or is this, this nope. is all you? Nobody has any experience with this and okay. it's just all me on my own. Can be a spooky feeling. God. So That's... how many, so how many flights did you have at school? So what flight would this be? What number? This would be number two. Oh, so you only had one flight in school? One flight in school, the weather just was not there. There okay. was one night Kyle said I could have flew. It would have been safe, but he goes, it, it'll be bumpy because you look across the 
the way there were the, where the trees were and they were the leaves were really whipping so i'm like you know what i just i'm gonna call it good and, and uh we waited a couple more days and i never got another opportunity the weather just was not there this one was really this one was really good i mean this this was a great reverse um I really like reversing and even in this one, I don't think the wind was quite strong enough to do it, but uh, I found I can do a reverse with, with very little wind. That wind comes up so easy and I can do a quick turn and go. Yeah. You now, built a nice wall. Yeah. Because the wind kind of died on me right there. So it's kind of it. <laughs> We went straight up above your head. You brake checked it. You walked backwards. It was under control. The, totally under control. The whole thing was very, very good. So a question for you guys. guys. Um, one thing I don't do, and uh, I know there's a couple other guys that I've met and have the same thing. I run way more than I need to. I am very, very slow on the throttle. But I, for one, I want to make sure the wing's under control. But uh, I would like to get on the throttle sooner. But I got this thing in my head where if I get on the throttle right away and go wide open, that it's going to push me on my face. Uh, maybe that's just some experience I need to gain. I don't know, but I do taxi more than I think I need to. Well, I, I think that, you know, once you get, once you get that wing under control, right. It's under control because remember, if you're doing a forward inflation or reverse, you're just kiting. Okay. So if you're able to do that uh, forward inflation, right? It's above your head, right? And you start going. Once it's above your head and you know it's stable, you can just roll on that power as long as you have that posture, you know? It's like right, throw right. that posture back. Once you got that posture, you know, you got that pressure, you know, you got that power and you can, you know, just just roll on it. Um, I have, a, I have uh, one of my students feels the same way. Um, I have to keep on telling him, just go full throttle, full throttle. And he just rolls it on so slow and he just runs forever. I'm like, Same with me. So that wing's not going to surge from that rapid acceleration. That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about that ring coming back when I accelerate real fast. If I were to go full throttle. That's why That's have, why you have that little bit of pressure, you know? So, so you have that. So you have the wing above your head, right? So you got that pressure. You got your posture. As long as you got that pressure and that posture, you're rolling that throttle with that posture and you're just going to be going like this you have a lot less steps um but it does take time to to feel what that Mulster 185 does you know it does take time because you could trip you know so i mean what you're doing is good you are going slow you are taking your time you do it that was amazing you had that perfectly under control so just as you progress just Feel your, you know, feel that pressure, feel that posture. And as you roll in power, just roll a little bit more than you normally do. So it's just a matter of time. I mean, it's just, I think that was a great, that was really a good video. Um, anybody in the panel have any questions for Shane or anybody in the chat have any questions? Um, I, I think that was really good. And, you know, everybody learns differently. Um, you're, you have a 26 meter wing and you're 250 pounds, which is a lot different than me being about 220 pounds with the most of 25 and a 28 meter wing. You know, I can usually take off pretty good in nil wind because I have such a big wing and, um, a, a good motor and, and a lighter, um, all up weight. 
You know, that was something I thought about too. I thought about maybe getting with Mike and going up to his school for a day or so and trying to like a, just a, a big wing to see what that's like. See if my, maybe, I don't know, maybe I just need to concentrate on what I'm doing and, and practice with my wing and, and practice. And, and instead of going for a 45 minute flight, every time I get in the air, just do touch and goes. I think that's what I really need to do. And touch I got to get myself to do it. Yeah. Touch and goes are, it'll help you learn so much quicker than just doing one flight every time you go out. Well, and another thing with the one flight stuff. So like after the mishap at the golf course there, when I got home and, and I'd be waiting, I'm like, Oh, it's a perfect day. I can't wait. I'm going to go flying tonight. The weather wind's going to be perfect. And my stomach would just get torn in knots and I would go to the airport and not fly. So it took me over a week to finally go and uh, there was a couple pilots that I met over at the airport. And, and the one day I wasn't feeling it. And he's like, well, just get your wing out, put your motor on and just motor kite. And that's something I had never done. And the conditions that night were perfect. We had a laminar four mile an hour headwind, just absolutely perfect. But, and I'd motor kited a couple different times, but I just couldn't squeeze that throttle and take off. And it took me a while to get over that. And I'm still, Still got that anxiety. I got to get rid of that. And it's, it's not normally what I, it's not me. So. No, but it's normal. I mean, that is a real common thing that should I go? Should I not go? Should I go? Should I not go? That's not uncommon. You know? So, and I had a beautiful flight. You know, Mike Cotter has a, a fly in that he does up in Saranac, Michigan. So I'm going to go to this thing. So I went, couple days before I had a really nice flight. I concentrated on my landing, landed perfect. All's good. I'm pumped up. I uh, get a trailer. I get up there and I just froze. I got it. Met some really nice people, but uh, I went to a flying and didn't fly. And I'm so pissed at myself because once again, you couldn't ask for better conditions. I'm out there and by barefoot and shorts, just running. And it's the softest grass you've ever been in. And, uh, man, I'm just so pissed at myself that I didn't fly. It was perfect. And I didn't. I only had one night because my wife and I were going on vacation the next day. But uh, I want that one back. I really do. But there's like lots of time during the summer to fly. And if you ever come down this way, you know, I'm actually between you and Kyle. So you can come down here. I got plenty <laughs> of wings. You can you can try all the 28 meter wings that we have because I got a bunch and uh, you can fly with me anytime that you want to. Looks like we got a bunch of questions in the chat. Um, I didn't I didn't see this, but um, um, a lot of people have been commenting in here. We have slow days. We'll fly Walter. Eric, Resurgence PPG, um, Bill H, uh, Mad Sloper, John Wayne, um, Mickey, Alberto, Paramotor Steve, Tommy Sutherland. And remember, we're going to be giving away um, a free 3D printed um, chase cam. So make sure you say hello to Will Fly in the chat and make sure you get on the spinning wheel of winning things. Uh, somebody was saying, see, uh, James said 250 plus 75 motor equals 325. What's the wing rating on that 26 meter? Do you remember the uh, the wing rating on that, Shane? And 160 um, in the advanced category is the max weight. What, well, I didn't um, hear what you said. I'm sorry, what? 160 kg. I'm, 
160 kilograms. What is yep. that in pounds? Um, who has a who has a Siri? Uh, there's another thing I got to factor in that I like to cheat on, and that's that 250 pounds is underwear weight. I jumped on the scale the other day at work, and I was like 262 with 253. my boots. How much is it? 253 pounds. So 253 pounds is your max weight. That's the advanced level, or that's the the max weight before the advanced. No, so uh, up to 135 is intermediate, and up to 160 is uh, the max. It, so that, from 135 your, to 160, okay. 135 to 160 is the advanced category. Okay, so 160 is how much did you say it was, Will? Two 253. Two hundred and fifty-three pounds max weight. That yeah. can't be right. Let me Is just it? ask her again. What were there was a hundred and how many kilograms? One hundred and sixty kilograms in pounds. Should be one hundred sixty times two point two. Three fifty-two seventy-four. Three fifty-three. Three fifty-three. Okay, that yep. sounds a lot better. So three. So three fifty-three is your max weight, and we also got to remember too that gas is about six pounds, and if you do uh, almost three, um, three gallons, right? 11 or 12 liters. Yep. So that's flying another, a gross another, weight like that, well, what? That's another 18 to 20 pounds right there, not including your clothes that you put on. Um, so if you're 250 or 260, 260 plus your motor, maybe 70, right? Um, plus your gas. Uh, and clothing do you do you uh, have a reserve also no not yet okay so gas is another 20 ish plus clothing ish so what 260 you're right at the max you are i mean you eat a big meal and you're at 253 so what does that do though i mean i don't have any trouble taking off no, it's, 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 flying it's, away. it's it's not that it's not that you know uh, anything bad's going to happen what they do is they rate the wings to a certain level right so your maximum that you're on that's the uh that's the um what is that what is that called the your max your advance okay now i'm also when i was bigger i was also on the advanced side of my wing so my wing went up to a certain size and that's where it was rated right and then you have that advanced that you can go up to max if you go over that max all that's saying is that um the rating says that if you have a collapse it's going to be more difficult to come up you know to open back up um if you are uh on um let the trims out and you're on the a's it's probably going to be very stable but if it does collapse it's going to be more difficult to open back up it's not dangerous but one of those things is that the extra weight, and I don't know how you fly if you're just flying straight and enjoying yourself, but any G's on that also are gonna start stretching the lines out a little bit. Now you did say that you had some lines fixed because you had some line breakage, right? The sheathing, yes. The lines themselves were fine. And the but, sheathing uh, the sheathing broke. So you sent it in and had what, the the um, hundred hour um, checkup? Oh, uh, I didn't have her do that. She just did a basically a quick uh, overall on, or once over on the wing. She did check all the lines. I sent it to lines in a day. So Michelle had it. 
So she checked everything out and did an inspection on the, not a, not a certified inspection on the wing, but just kind of a quick once over okay. and didn't find any issues other than those three lines. Okay. When you get your yearly inspection done, what they usually will do is they'll go through everything and actually do a line snap um, on one of your A's. So they'll take off one of your A's and they'll pull it in a machine until it snaps and that'll tell you how many pounds of pressure that has. And then they will replace that. That's part of the $175 uh, for your yearly maintenance. Um, they check the, for the porosity and other things like that. And one of the things also too is the line length. So they check the line length a lot of times the um, the lanes the lines will actually stretch a little bit. If they only stretch like a half an inch or an inch, that can cause a lot of different uh, malformities when you're flying. Different characteristics, like one side will go down, or it'll be difficult for it to come up when you do a forward inflation. So it's always good to have a yearly, especially if you're heavy on it or you do acro. Um, in 2019, I bought a brand new Roaster Three. It was a 28 meter. Um, I went, I did about 300 hours on that wing for that year, including two SIV courses. And when I sent it in, um, it failed. It failed. All the lines failed because they were stretched so far because of the SIVs, the acro and everything else. So even though it was a brand new 2019 wing, you know, it failed. I mean, it still looked crisp. It, it, looked, it looked brand new. It never went in the water, um, but it failed. So it's always good to make sure that you get your your um, wing checked. I think you're fine with with uh, 13 flights. You haven't had it that very long. Um, I don't think that anything's going to happen. Uh, you're on the heavy side, the advanced side. All that means it's going to be more dynamic. So where like on a 28 meter with me, I'd probably pull a foot and it'll start to turn. On yours with a 26 meter and you being a little bit heavier on it on the advanced side, you probably pulling half a foot would probably turn it as quick as um, me pulling a whole foot. So it's a little bit more carvier um, coming in, maybe a little bit hotter too. But you did say that you pull the trims in when you come in for a landing, right? Yeah, I don't, I've never touched the trimmers. They've always been all the way in. And that's another thing I want to touch on that I did notice. And I specifically on uh, my last flight, took note. So I don't get any brake response until I'm about my shoulder levels before I get anything out of them. So, okay. so one thing that you can do, and I, and I, and this is what I've told my students too, is that when you come in for a landing, so just pretend that this is, you know, your, your brake line, right. And you have like a lot of, you know, extra space, right. Is that what you're saying? You have like, you know, this much you know, room to maneuver, you know, before you Oh, that's like I got to pull down to my shoulders just to get the slack out of the lines. Okay. Before so what, start. Can, so what you can do is you can take it like this and wrap it, making sure you don't, you know, have your, your throttle cable in it. So if you wrap it one time like this, this little bit of wrap here will give you eight inches of extra pull. So, so how do you do that on the throttle hand? So I would like to try that. So I don't have my, my, my um my fake throttle but um all you do is you have a throttle right and if you cut your power like you normally do when you come in for landing it's, it's no big deal but you can just just practice with your throttle and a line like this and try to figure out how you're going to wrap it what i do is i wrap it between these three fingers okay so i wrap it like that so when i wrap it i still have control of my throttle and my brake 
but that gives you an extra eight inches. And I always come in with a wrap. If I know that I'm going to be coming in, I just do a quick wrap. You know? I would love to try that, man. If I, I could get I, some more brake authority. And that, that gives you a lot more brake authority. I'm the same way. It's like, I need to pull this much down just to, to feel, you know, some tension on it. And when I bring it all the way down to flare, I still feel like I'm missing some flare. So since I've been doing this number, right, which gives you almost eight inches extra pull i haven't had any problems coming in for landing i used to do the butt landings like you did um sliding like you did but as soon as i learned that wrap because after a wrap it's like I, it's right up to the pulleys so since it's right up to the pulleys now i have this much to slow me down in the air i slow down slow down i pull all the way down like this and i can just slow down and just step it's yeah amazing. see my wing will not balloon me back up if i hammer down on them brakes it just don't i never go back up i see a lot of people do that when they're coming in and it might mess up their flare timing or pull too quick but i've never had that happen so i would love to have a little more authority on them i think that would it might help me out i don't know that will probably help an, an extra i mean every but all of us need an extra eight inches <laughs> that's what she said huh? <laughs> exactly <laughs> So, um, yeah, it, it always seems to work out and, and having that extra that extra bit, that means that you don't have to, you know, tie your brake line up higher and possibly messing it up. If you ever get to the point of letting the trims out and pushing speed bar, because where they are right now, you have to have that much room to let all the trims out and push speed bar because you, you let the trims out, you pull the speed bar and you're pulling those A's down for that uh, angle of attack. And if your brakes, if you tie them up an extra couple inches, if you ever get to that point and put speed bar in and forget that you tied them down, as soon as you pull speed bar, that's going up like this and it's actually deforming your your trailing edge of your wing which means it's going to collapse as soon as you push speed bar so you have to be very very careful if you ever decide to tie your brakes up higher i would say don't tie your brakes up higher take that wrap learn how to take that wrap up there you get an extra eight inches of flare it's absolutely amazing yeah i'm definitely going to try that for sure yeah, um, you mentioned you mentioned something else too, uh, and yeah, like like Shane's Shane's like Shane said, don't mess with you know shortening your brakes without you know get get someone who's got some experience like your instructor, and uh, he definitely help you out with that. I did have that shorten my brakes, but I got I got <laughs> I got feedback before I did it. I didn't just you know willy nilly do it. Um, no, I like going to another short story about yeah, that's another thing with. You know, I thought it was going to be on Kyle's training was awesome, but having one flight really killed me. And I thought that would be enough, but you know, it I would have been nicer to have a few more. I, I ran into one of Mike Cotter's students at one of my daughter's softball games. I saw a guy out tight in the wing. So I went over and talked to him and introduced myself and we were both talking a little bit. And then I asked him how many flights he got in his training. He said 25. And I'm just like, holy smokes. So, yeah. and, and the problem with being 900 miles away is I can't jump in my truck and, and just go see Kyle to get some extra training. So all the new people out there that I would definitely or haven't had trained yet, that is something really, I think, important to consider is 
having that support close. Well, let me let me ask you, where, what part of the country are you in? I'm in Michigan. In Michigan, so two hours there, uh, two hours from uh, from my school. Okay, two hours from my school. But is that are there there like a local group there that uh, get together often or fly together? Or? Uh, no, not really. There is a guy. I've met two people at my local airport that fly, and it's every once in a while. But we never seem to be able to hook up and fly together. So, uh, yeah, still pretty much on my own for right now. So. So this is what I wanted to show you right here. Um, I, I'm foot dragging, right? Um, I haven't wrapped, but still I have enough flare authority because I wanted to double check because I'm checking to see if I took a wrap and I didn't on this one. But look how far I'm pulling down right there. So I'm slowing myself down foot dragging. And then all I do is pull down to flare and I'm walking. That's awesome. So uh, when, when you do a wrap, you actually stop quicker. So this was, this was over at the sod farm. I, I've got so many hours, thank goodness, over at the sod farm, uh, doing all sorts of cool things, foot dragging, um, doing this. So I pulled the trims all the way in. And after I learned how to uh, do the wrap, I actually stopped quicker than, um, than this. And you can see how quickly you can stop by just doing a foot drag. And this is the, one of the chase cams that I have. And you just pull the brake and you're walking no issues on your on your back on your knees and um, I can't even imagine um, coming in for a regular landing like other people do um, I just I haven't done that in such in, in years this is how I always come in with just foot dragging pulling the brake especially now with that wrap and I just come in and stop it's great uh, I don't have any aches or pains my legs are strong everything feels good so I don't I've never been dumped so I don't really feel bad about that it's just a matter of keeping my balance and, and concentrate on what i'm doing and getting my chest forward as far as i can on them landings and man they've been great but like i say there's never seemed to be any pounding and even them first couple steps the wings taking all the weight so it's just like the last two when you stop that i've got the weight on me so it's like i say i have just so much to learn and i just want to get it done i but here's another thing, you know, uh, I got wide open fields right now, but I got I just don't think or I would enjoy it or feel comfortable having all that extra gear on to try to fly in these cold conditions. I would rather wait at this stage anyway and wait for those warmer conditions where I can go out there in jeans and, and maybe some light gloves and a, and a flannel and then go. You come over so, and see me. I mean, I'm right down the road from you. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could. You can still kite, Shane, you know, and just keep your skills fresh. Yeah, absolutely. I will do that. I love kiting. So you have a good um kiting harness? Uh yeah, Kyle. I bought one of his uh ones that we trained in. Mm -hmm. But one thing I've noticed, man, it takes a lot of wind for me to, I mean, 10 to 15 to get some really good kiting in, I think. 10 to 15 are you sure it's that high well according to the the uh the weather uh forecast is so that like is that like a windy thing or or how do you find out because yeah, yeah, yeah. over over 10 miles an hour it it gets pretty difficult to uh 
to kite, you can be picked up and taken away at, um, you know, a, a, between 10 and 12. At, at that 12 gust, you can be taken away. No, now, I did have that happen. I got pulled into the field a couple times. Well, but, that doesn't uh, sound fun at all. <laughs> I don't mind it, but I did knock the corn over. But uh, I got a good laminar win if it's strong, then I can do like the cobras and stuff. I mean, it just it seems to take a lot of wind to get that thing to where I can sit there and, and have good control of it. I, I don't know. Gotcha. All right. So um, 818094, which used to be JP. I don't know why he changed it. Why, why, why did you change your name to a bunch of numbers? I don't know. It kicked me off. I didn't. Seven five three zero nine. I know. <laughs> JP is going to do a quick screenshot of us, so we're going to give us the thumbs up, the smiles, the giggles. Har 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 har. Ready? One, two, three. Paramotor. Perfect. <laughs> my my lips are so chapped from being out um, all day long with the students. Uh, I mean, it's like sun up to sundown. It's like it's so chapped it's ridiculous then we went out for buffalo wild wings Woo! yeah my favorites hey let me uh let me show you guys a little little something about uh this is what happens when you say paramotor and not cheese (laughs) okay let's not do paramotor because i look like i just (laughs) i got you mid p I look, I look like I um, pooped myself. It's like, look at that, Grandpa. He done pooped himself. All right, yeah, let's go ahead and try that. that again. Let's not do paramotor no more. Let's, let's all right. Maybe, no, maybe took, there was I a reason why it says cheese. Hey, can I give a shout out to my buddy Darren Locklear at Carolina Darren, PPG? Carolina What's PPG, up, right? What's up? Okay. Are you doing another one? I hope so, because doing? it looked like I pooped myself. No, I, 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 always, I always take multiples, and uh, I got a good one out of it. So we're okay, good. 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 I feel better now. I... Excellent. Um, Shane, appreciate you coming on, dude. Um, no problem. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, I definitely learned something from this and I can't wait to get out and try it. <laughs> I, I know that uh, JP, you got to go, right? Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm saying by you guys don't have to stop, but I got to I got to run. I'm well, sending the screenshot now. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, JP, or 8675309, whatever your name is. Always Go a pleasure. Bengals. Go Bengals, baby. Yeah, the Bengals. You guys see that? We're going to the Super Bowl. I did. That was so good. Uh, I don't. Finally, I, I wanted them to go to the When I say Ohio we. something. Yeah, when I say we, uh, it's because I'm a longtime follower. I've been following them for uh, two weeks now. So Isn't that like a, like a girl band or something? The Bengals? Probably. Bangles, bangles, bangles. Bangles. <laughs> those bangles, those bangles, those bangles, go to Super Bowl, those bangles. <laughs> All right, guys, take care. I'm sure I'll see you throughout the week. All right, guys. All right, catch you later. Thanks for joining us, bud. Bye. All right, so we're going to be also uh, spinning for a free 3D printed chase cam i've been printing up different chase cams i got that i also got a nice millennial falcon it actually flies if you throw it but then it falls um we got the white chase cam so we got white and i just printed out a new one today and this new one 
has wings. So as it is be going behind you, it actually flies. It has two wings and a stabilizer on front, on the top and the bottom. It's a little bit smaller than um, a regular size chase cam. So I've just been experimenting with this 3D printer. And um, like I was telling these guys, I also printed out a, a digital sundial. So it actually shows you a digital display of what time it is. Amazing. With the seconds? Place. Not the seconds, no. <laughs> no it's not that good. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah, it's pretty cool. So if you guys want a free chase cam, um, uh, let Will know. Let us know in the chat real quick. And we will put you in the spinny wheel of Winnie Things and get you one of these out in the mail. Who else do we have in here? We still got uh, Resurgence PPG, uh, wow. Eric PPGLear.com, Paramotor Steve, Matt Sloper, JP Tool, Yankee Paramotor, uh, Para Ninja, Bill H, Matt Sloper again, uh, Darren Locklear, James, Stephen Goodpaster. Oh, cool. What's up, Stephen? Uh, Walter. Um, Angela Preslick. Oh, Angela, I still got your t-shirts. They're in the car. I just have to wait until tomorrow on payday to send them out. So uh, my fault. I'm sorry. And also to um, who else? I, I owe somebody else a t-shirt. Who was that? Um, you know who you are. It's still in my car. I got to wait till tomorrow to, to send it out. So sorry about that. It's still in my car. What's that? You know who you are. It's still in my car. You know who you are. Uh, Paramotor <laughs> Girl, Slow Days, uh, John Wayne, Tommy uh, Sutherland, uh, Yankee Paramotor. I think I said that. Um, so you guys are awesome. Thank you so much oh. for joining us. And like I said, oh. I'm not collecting any money today, but there is a donation thing on the bottom for um, paralyzed uh disabled veterans um it goes straight to them it's a fundraiser tonight it's not for me i don't see any of the money it goes straight to them if you want to donate it, it's, it's okay i just put the the um the thing on there uh, i'm a disabled veteran um i don't know if you guys know or not but back in 2017 i had open heart surgery to fix some valves and um some other things on my heart uh the va took care of it thank you va i, I love you guys thank god uh, i was in the marine corps and um there's a complication where i had a stroke so as at the end of 2017 and that's when i learned all about uh, paramotors or i knew that's what i wanted to do wasn't able to all of 2018 um i had a this feeding tube i mean i was just i was a no good no good no good at all and i think what actually helped me get better was knowing that I'm going to be able to fly paramotors, meet up with all you guys. Nick Griffith, that's who it is, Nick Griffiths. Um, I just saw your name, sorry. You are the other person that I owe uh, a t-shirt to. Um, also, Mickey Alberto is on here too. But anyways, I think that paramotors saved my life. Um, you guys, every Monday, you saved my life. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm here, I do this show, but it, it's really to hang out with you. And, and I really appreciate everyone out there uh, resurgence ppg uh, i go to smile.amazon.com and i make sure that my donations go to resurgence if you haven't if you don't know about that you can go to smile.amazon.com 
and a little bit of money that you don't have to pay, Amazon does, they send it over to Resurgence PPG. It's a really good program. Anyway, any other questions for Shane before we spin the spinning wheel of Winnie things? Thank you, Sean, for your service. Well, thank you very much. Yes, yeah. thank, thank you. you. Yeah. And thank you, Shane, for coming on the show. And thank well, you, thanks Shane. Thanks for having me. I don't know. <laughs> We're, we're not going away anytime soon. We're just going to spin. Oh. And uh, how much time do you have, Shane? I forgot to ask you before the show how much time you have. I'm good. So whatever you want to do. Okay. Um, maybe we'll hang out until 9 o'clock after we spin and see who wins. Does that sound good? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Sounds awesome. All right. So um, I guess make sure that your name is on here. If you don't see your name on here, then um, let us know. We'll give you... 60 seconds oh, I, I see a mistake uh oh walter I gets it walter twice twice oh, <laughs> no. actually actually you know I, I think walter done got everything that he ever needs to win from us i had to uh to mortgage second mortgage my home just to send him <laughs> all of his stuff that he won from from us last year um we definitely appreciate everyone that has helped with this channel and donations yeah. Um, we do have um, iloveppg.com. That is our merch. And uh, anything that we get, that's what we get to use to send out fun things to you guys. Um, so we appreciate anything that you buy from our merch store. And also, to um, any donations that are normally to the show. But right now, it's set to um, the fundraiser and not to me. But we definitely appreciate everything that you guys do. Um, and... Um, I think one of the things that I can do in here also is do a commercial break. Is that, is that still in here where I can do a commercial break? I don't see it. Um, anyway, I guess we won't commercial break it. Or is that it right there? Oh, there is. I can actually do a commercial break. All right. So we're going to go to commercial break real quick. It's only going to be uh, 30 seconds. Hit your refresh button. Okay. So that way we're all on the same page. We can do the spinning wheel of Winnie thing. We'll be back in about 30 seconds. All right, <clears throat> so in about 30 seconds or a minute, we're going to be back and we are going to uh, spin the wheel of spinning with me things. So what's really cool is that I'm able to put an ad in here, which helps with our revenue and the revenue is what helps fund everything that we do. I mean, um, I don't know that you know this, but we use Zoom and that costs couple of hundred bucks, you know, uh, a year, you know, we have our merchandise stuff and that costs us money and um, our podcast um, that costs us money for every year. So um, I, so I learned about what's tonight's that donation, tonight's donations are going to resurgence. Is that tonight's what? donations are going to disable uh, paralyzed veterans. It's a fundraiser. If you go to the front of our show, um, you yeah. can see at the very bottom, um, if you go to the YouTube channel itself, um, underneath it says fundraiser. So our show tonight is dedicated to the fundraiser that I've chosen. And the one that I chose was um, veterans that were paralyzed. I gotcha. And since I kind of was, I was kind of paralyzed, you know, thank God I'm not permanently paralyzed. But when you stroke out and you can't swallow, you can't talk. You can't yeah. move your your arms and your legs on one side. I mean, uh, you can't eat because you can't swallow. I had I had to eat through a freaking tube, so right. you know it was it was not a not a fun year of twenty eighteen. But um, 
we made it through. And um, like I said, I think that look at your motors, paramotors saved my life. And I want to give back to the community as much as I can. All right. So I think that we got everybody here. We have 17 likes. Uh, we appreciate your likes. Got 20 people, 23 people watching and uh, we'll fly whenever you want to. I would love to um, to see who wins. See if you can spin it like for that whole minute. So, you know. You ready? I'm ready when you are, bud. All right, man. And shout yeah. out to uh, Resurgence PPG and Nick Griffith. I still owe you $11. Oh, Paramotor NC. Yeah, NC. man. Then one. Paramotor NC. Check this out. So, so Paramotor NC, um, he, a, a, amazing guy. Check this out. I got this from Paramotor NC. He gave this to me for absolutely free. Looks like Will Fly has one also. Um, definitely appreciate you. Uh, amazing guy. Do me a favor. I'm sure you got my my cell phone number. Um, just go ahead and uh, text me your um, your address, and I'll send you out a chase cam if you want one if you don't want one you don't have to take it <laughs> you must take it congratulations ben's, ben's a great ben's a great guy all right so um it is 8 21 we can continue to chat with shane and just talk about paramotors or shane if you have any questions that you want to ask us and the uh, the people that are out there in uh, paramotor world, we can, you know, maybe answer some questions that you might have. All right, so I'm coming off a low. I don't know when I'm gonna get another chance to go flying, but I'm gonna do some kiting in the meantime. I can do that when it's cold. That won't bother me. But yeah, it's been months since I've flown. What would you recommend a way of easing back into it? Just making sure the weather's perfect and going forward, or what's the progression should I take? Um, who are you asking? Anybody on the panel? Yeah, any of you guys or anybody watching. Okay. No. Um, go ahead and uh, anybody that, that's uh, watching us, uh, uh, type in the super chat what you think uh, he would need to do to get back on the horse. Um, watching your takeoffs, I think that you have the skills. Um, you said that you were possibly were going to go out tonight or the other day, but you had to be called into work. So, I mean, oh, you were no, set no, up no, 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 that was in the fall. Oh, that was in the fall? Oh, oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha. okay. yeah. So, the last time that you've flown was? September 6th. September, October, November, December, January, February, four to five months. So, we're probably looking, uh, I would say, into March before I probably get where the weather breaks enough for me to, to go. Well, that's a hell of a long time, I think, to be off, but I mean, I'm confident. And with, uh, but, with 13 flights, I think that if you keep up your your kiting, your kiting skills, um, I wish that you were able to come down here and and hang out with me. I think it'd be no problem. I mean, we could buzz around all day long in March uh, whenever you're ready to do it. If you want to come down here, you can. Um, uh, you should have pilots around in your area. If you haven't, if you haven't already, go to ppgzone.com. It's a Facebook for paramotor pilots. And um, yeah, that's the one it, Josh puts on, right? Yes, Josh does that. Yep, I'm um, on it. 
Oh, you are on it. Okay, so you know that there's that map, and it shows shows the map and shows all the pilots that are on PPG zone that are around in your area. So you can click them and say, hey, I'm a pilot that's near you. When do you go out? Where are your LZs? I I need to get out and get some some airtime. So that might be something that you could do. And I'm really close to uh, Toledo Flyers. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they had some videos. I've seen them, but I'm real close to where they're at too. So there is a lot of people, I guess, in the area. I just haven't reached yeah. out to. But one thing I would like to say too about, including yourself, inviting me to come down. But Mike Cotter's invited me to come up and fly. Matt Minier's invited me to come down there and fly with him. It's just um, it's overwhelming to have the uh, all these offers for people that you know don't have any skin in the game with me. But uh, yeah, yeah, we do. We do. We want you to succeed. You know, I mean, that's what it, we really do care about each other. And, and you, you go, you've been to a fly in, right? So, I mean, you know how, how people treat each other. Other. Now that gave me hope. Uh, there's a gentleman at camp next to me and I'm 48. I'll be 49 in May, but uh, we got to talking and he said he didn't get into the sport until he was 58 and he was now 63. But uh, you know, cause I was always worried about how long I'm going to be able to do this, but I still think I can move like a gazelle. I can still do backflips and stuff. So I'm grossly overweight, but I am. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you say you could do a backflip? Yes, sir. I want to see that. Not no, I can't way. land on my feet, but I can get around without breaking my neck. <laughs> Are All you right. going to any fly-ins in the future? Parama- uh, um, Par- thinking Dave, about Paramotor Girl wants to know. I'm um, thinking about bad apples. If I can make that one work. Uh, that's I think about 12 hours that's pretty doable but I don't know if I want to go to that and, and you don't want to miss that yeah um, I think I think everybody I know um, uh, I think everybody on the panel um, I think everybody's going to go to Bad Apples I mean I think that's the one to go to I mean it's pretty darn close to you I mean close George is not horrible it's... yeah it's not horrible that's an easy drive. <laughs> it's not horrible. Is that a compliment? Yeah, it's, it's not horrible. It's not horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that was, um, really, Sean hit the nail on the head. Just keep your kiting skills current. And, and when I first started, I did not start flying by myself after training. I drove two and a half hours and would fly with, just to fly with somebody else. And uh, uh, so if that's what it takes, man, you will get your money's worth. The gas will pay for itself and the training you'll get just by hanging out with other experienced pilots, especially if you got questions or you're a little unsure or whatever. So, yeah, you'll be fine. And going to a fly and you don't have to actually fly. I mean, the best part of going to a fly in is hanging out with people. I mean, you, we can go out and fly anywhere. I mean, there's LZs everywhere around our house. I mean, you can go and f- find an LZ anywhere around your house. I mean, uh, isn't there an, an airport that's pretty close to you that uh, you can go to and, and launch from? Yes. Chicago O'Hare? Oh, uh, we got Betts Airport. It's a little grass strip right on the other side of the uh, of town there. It's about five miles away. Yeah. And so, that's where I've been going. But now I've put my plan in my own LZ. So no matter which way the wind's blowing, I'll be able to take off. So yeah, so so you can fly anytime. So yes. going to a fly-in is not really flying. I mean, 
flying is fun, of course, especially if you've got some good air or something like that. And, and some, you know, take off and go do the adventures, you know, all over the place, like go over at Bad Apples, you know, it's not too far away, maybe a mile or so, and they got that big quarry. Oh, man, that quarry is beautiful. You know, look at all the different places that you can go around Bad Apples, take off and go, go explore. That's what's fun, you know, get a group of people, go explore, you know, come back and now you have hours upon hours talking with other pilots, meeting people that you've seen on YouTube, watch their channels, and uh, and just hang out and, and have fun. I mean, I've had more fun at fly-ins. Um, it, it's absolutely amazing. And I do want to say real quick, um, we do have a, uh, a way of joining our channel here. And if you do join our channel, uh, it's like $2.99 for a month. It does help. Um, support the channel as far as like the podcasting uh the zoom it does cost us hundreds of dollars to do this and it's all coming out of my pocket so thank you for everything that you guys do um including um um let's see who do we have john wayne he helps support the show brian waller helps support the show kent stanley helps support the show and we got a couple other people so thank you very much for you guys that are helping support the show too but yeah as far as when it comes to fly-ins it's all about getting up with the people, you know, hanging out with friends, meeting, meeting new pilots and, and getting your, uh, your address book and your phone just filled up with, with new pilots. And I love to study takeoffs and landings too. So I'd love, I could sit and watch it all day. I really could. Uh, also too, usually during the, during the day, if the wind is good, you got the kiting wars. So you got people out there on the field that are doing the kiting and doing different things. And, um, uh, people that have different uh, wings. Um, you know, the first time I saw like a single skin wing was over at a fly and I'm like, that's the coolest thing ever. Learn how to kite this. Like that's going to be my next wing is a, is a single skin. That's so cool. So, I mean, you get to see other motors, other ways of, um, tri you know, having trikes. Because if you have a foot launch, you know, uh, machine, nine times out of 10, you can bolt it onto something else like a retractor trike or something like that. So you can have a, a, a trike and a foot launch and it only costs you what 1500 is that what it is about 1500 for the retractor trike i think that's what it is so it's really neat seeing other people's machines wings their knowledge it's it's just a learning place i just love it i really do and i won't lie to you them trikes kind of scare me and you know, I told you about the Oshkosh thing when I went years ago, watching them guys flip over. But when I got to that uh, uh, Mike's fly-in, you know, the first guys that went were a couple trike guys, and one of them flipped over. I mean, it's, I mean, I, I didn't, he didn't have a whole lot of experience, but man, that thing scared over. me. I flipped over. I'm still good. You know, I butt landed. I face planted. I've turtled. You know, you face planted. You turtled. You had a pretty big uh massive crash but you walked away you know i mean um we're going so slow thank god we're going so slow 25 miles an hour i mean it's like it's like we're on a moped so <laughs> you know as long as you got some good grass to to land on and not going through trees you're you're pretty good um and as far as learning trike um it's not that much of a difference if you know once you get a bunch of uh once you get the skill uh, foot launching going from trike is really not that different, especially if you do like a retractor trike, because with a retractor trike, you're still using your motor, you know, your harness, you're used to that, right? So now you're just sitting down there like you're flying, 
okay you still hold on to your a's like you normally would you know you still go forward and kite the wing it's a little bit different but not that much and you're still in your own machine now when you actually get a real trike like um like uh like our friends up in in wisconsin um jade and eric they have real trikes and of course a bunch of other people have real trikes and that's a complete machine you can't take the motor off and go fly that foot launch i mean it's it's a solid machine a lot of them have a assists so it's a little bit more different than just bolting on a retractor trike i think you should try it i mean you know not now <laughs> but later on trikes are fun Honestly, if I had a trike, I think I would fly in, this, in the wintertime. But next year at this time, when hopefully I have a lot of experience, maybe that won't hold me back either. But like I say, for right now, having all that extra gear, extra clothes, uh, the thick gloves, not being able to, to feel the wing. Or maybe you can. I don't know. It just seems to me uh, big, heavy gloves trying to run everything. I just like I say, I need to, I need to get everything in order first and get proficient on flying or, or take our landing anyway that's that's my biggest hole up is all the landings flying mm. is fine i i, I don't know I like flying is easy you can get you once you're up in the air flying is easy it's that takeoff and landing and like you said doing your what do you mean yankee paramotor trikes suck no they don't they're awesome <laughs> um <laughs> i saw that pop up um, <laughs> um but uh, yeah doing what you said as far as coming in doing a touch and go and the touch and go isn't like coming in running really fast and keep on going coming in right coming in keeping that wing above your head rolling on power and actually doing another takeoff now that's a good touch and go not just coming in running and keep on going uh, like 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 you have wheels on you um it has to be really you know deliberate come in for a landing flare right keep that wing above your head right keep on going forward into the wind roll on your power and you can just you can really get those things dialed in uh get your uh takeoffs and landings really dialed in like that um, at what point should i come in with the engine running to try to do that if i'm not 100 percent comfortable that i'm going to stick that landing because i sure as heck don't want to fall over with the throttle in my hand with the engine running and and take a chance of my fist going into the dirt and mashing the throttle that's i don't know well, um, get yourself if, okay, you need a wide area. Do you ha is there any place around there that has like a good open field or, um, all around farm? me. Okay. So find something like that, that there's no trees, right. That you can, you know, take off, you can get up nice and high, cut off your motor at 500 feet, right. Try to come in and do spot landings. Right. But when you come in, remember to look at that horizon, right. You know, run it out, turn around, kite the wing down for a perfect wall, right? And do that a couple of times because if the, if you kite it down to a perfect wall, if you got enough wind, you can pull it back up, you know, and go for another flight. You know, um, you can easily take them off, the take off your risers, put them down, and get set up again for another forward inflation if you don't have enough wind. So it's a quick way of landing putting the wing down and taking off again once you feel like you got that you know as far as coming in you know walking it with the wing above your head you know you should be okay um there's just so many ways to do it and you just need a big open area it's just time it really is uh thank goodness that i had that sod farm 
And no kidding, I spent at least a hundred hours, a lot more than a hundred hours, just foot dragging the sod farm. I mean, I'd foot drag it in an infinite loop for hours. I mean, I'd, I'd go do that for two hours. I, I almost wear down, not not really because it's so big, but I would go through five gallons of gas doing that. I'd go through five gallons of gas, you know, going up, cutting the motor, and coming down and spot landing. You know, I would come in. Once I got that nailed down, come in and do touch and goes. I mean, I can't even tell you how many hours upon hours I have doing that stuff, but that has really got me uh, to the point of being very proficient. Also, too, later on, sometime this year coming up, I would suggest maybe try to find a place that does an SIV course. Um, what do you Absolutely. think about that? someday but right now i probably couldn't land and back get back to the land i'd probably end up in the water just for them spot landing things but uh yeah it's, it's just proficiency and and i need to i need to make sure i do an extra takeoff and landing every time i fly if i'd have done that i'd have 26 right now you know just as simple as just take it off and maybe just do a lap around the, the patch and come back in real quick if but, you if you have really nice wind then that is the way to do it. I mean, if you got a good laminar wind over six, right? Preferably about eight. That way it's not too much, but it's just enough to be gentle, especially if it's good laminar at eight. It's, it's amazing, right? So you come in. Um, what? I just saw something about there was a, we got $15 so far uh, donated to the paralyzed veterans. So thank you so much, everyone that has donated. I appreciate that. That is really awesome. Um, that's, that, that just makes me feel good that, you know, I, I can't even imagine being paralyzed and, uh, but anyway, thank you guys for helping donating. Um, but anyways, I don't even remember what I was saying. Um, what was I saying? I was so touched that, that I saw that that $15 was donated. Oh, you're talking about eight mile an hour land. Oh yeah, eight, eight mile an hour. Okay, so so we over at the sod farm because it's completely open like that. We usually have really good laminar wind for a long time. So if you think about it, you got a nice eight mile an hour laminar. You can do a nice reverse, right? You got that nice reverse. It's nice and stable. You turn around, nice and stable. Give it throttle. Watch your posture. Make sure you got that pressure, and then you go and take off. Now, when you come back around, you come back in and you land like this with your motor still on, right? It's it's all stable. Turn around. You're kiting it this way because it's still stable. And if it's still stable and you got it, turn around, make sure it's stable, posture, that pressure, roll on the power and take off. That is amazing right there when you got that good laminar wind. What causes the wing surge? On takeoffs, where I see some people where it'll fall back and then come ahead. Is that not enough pressure? Say, say that again. So I've watched a lot of videos where some people will take off and get on the throttle quick and the wing will fall back and then it surges forward and then it goes back and just kind of bobbles back and forth. Is that from lack of pressure? Um, if you have pressure, if you roll on throttle, your wing is going to go back. Okay. Right. Now if you let off of it, now you're going to slow down. So now you got that big pendulum effect, right? So now you got that surge going forward. Now they're probably brake checking it and they're probably trying to run and now it's falling back. Now they're giving it gas. So it's wobbling back and forth. The, the idea of taking off and having a good takeoff is to roll on power and keep that power. Once you got that power, just keep on going. 
don't let off the power because then you got that pendulum thing you can go just like when you um had that uh, phone go through your prop right you pendulum forward and you went down yeah same thing with taking off if you give it gas and it goes back now you let let off now it's going to surge forward now you have to run even farther to get yourself back underneath that pendulum roll on power you're just taking you're just taking more steps than you need to um what do you guys touched again what's that you're about to be touched again check out the chat oh my god 65 dollars (laughs) that that is really awesome thank you so much guys like i said none of this money goes to me that goes directly towards uh paralyzed veterans for this fundraiser and uh, uh season three episode 107 with shane wyman this is a fundraiser the everything on it is just a fundraiser for uh paralyzed veterans so thank you very much i appreciate awesome. you thank guys thank you so much love much love very very lots of love thank you and that's what it's all about yep. you know that's what it's all yep. about it's all about love um i know now i'm getting emotional dang it <laughs> here okay here we go okay. here, here here's some love all right okay um i started my school last year Okay, so this is, uh, I got got a lot of students, which is really great. Um, Amazing people. Uh, If you think that it's not difficult to get up before sunrise and you go to bed after sunset and you're out at the field all day long. If you don't think that you're sore everywhere. One of my students says that he was sore in his heel. I've never been sore in my heel, but he was sore in his heel. Um, Anybody that needs training if you want to come and train with me on a weekend that i have students i will help you train for that day for free if you're in this area please come over and let me help you as much as i can on a day i'll give you a whole day for free with other students that way you can meet other students you can use my gear Uh, this is if you've never been to a school or if you've been to school and you need some some help because it's been a while since you've been up in the air, come to me. My number is 501-747-3558. Text me and let me know. If you're a veteran, I'll get you up in the air. If you're a disabled veteran, I will get you up in the air. So nice that's, my, that's my heart to you guys. Really nice. Very, yes, very that's cool. awesome. Oh, Where are you at, Arkansas? Yeah, uh, Arkansas, we're in Conway, which is just north of Little Rock, uh, the Conway Airport. It's a uh, really nice airport, and um, we are up to $85 out of 100 that we have. And we, we have it set for 333 days left. We're at 85 out of 100. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. Um, so, so we are um, at the... We got a bunch of cool places that we get to train. The the best place, the uh, the airport here has given us behind the fence. We have a code that we get into and a huge field that is just for paramotors and ultralights. So wow, that's we, cool. We got really really super lucky. There was a uh, someone James said uh, had a comment. He said, uh, Shane, if it's in your budget to get a 28 meter universal 1.1 used, it might help you ease back into the sport after months being off, mainly since you're on the high side of an advanced weight on your current weight. I can agree with that. 
But like you said, I, the only thing that uh, has me go the other way is like I know if I do everything right, there's never been an issue taking off nor flying. It's just controlling the oscillations. And if I can do that and concentrate on getting my chest out, shutting the motor off, and coming in, I'm golden. And I think I just need to practice that. But then again, maybe if I was on a bigger wing and came in a little slower, maybe it'd be easier. I don't know. I I, I really think with your weight at um, 250 or 260, depending on how well you eat that week, you said, um, <laughs> with a 26-meter wing, that is kind of small. I mean, um, I went up on a 21-meter and it was so touchy. I mean, just barely pulling on the brakes and it's just carving like this. I can't imagine. No, uh, my wing is not like that at all. It's a 20. I actually wish it would turn a little quicker. Uh, uh, well, you have or maybe um, I'm not pulling enough brake. I don't know. You have tip steering, right? Yes, but I've never touched that either. Okay. With your extra weight, it probably feels like my 28 meter when I have my trike. When I have my trike and I'm fully clothed and I got the gas fully, you know, um, my five gallon tank and I take off, I feel heavy. It takes a lot to do any of this right here. I have to pull hard. And when I do, I, it just feels like I'm so heavy. Um, I probably That's what I need, get. I probably need a 30 meter wing if I have the trike on it because I'm kind of on the heavy side you know, with what I got going on at, you know, with, with, with me. So um, that might be what's going on. You just are probably feel really heavy, which means that you got to pull more to actually turn. And then when you turn, now you got all that weight on this pendulum that you got to try to stop oscillating. That's what I, that's what I felt on that 21 meter. Yeah. Oscillations are bad. I don't like them at all. We just, got $186 out of a $100 raise with $333. Stephen Goodpaster donated $101. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Anonymous donated 20. Um, Paraninja donated 50. I'm, I'm scrolling up. Will Fly donated five. You guys are absolutely amazing. You, you are helping, uh, you're helping paralyzed veterans. Thank you so much. Yeah. Totally. As we should. Yeah, yeah very totally amazing. Awesome. And I uh, just scroll back up the uh, chat. I owe Nick Griffith $11 and he told me to donate it to Resurgence PPG. So I will do that, Nick. I'll do that tonight, man. See, that, that's why okay. I really, I, I, okay. I love this sport. You know, there's no other sport that I know. Uh, I mean, being in the Marine Corps, we we're brothers and sisters in the Marine Corps. You know, um, if I if I have a flat tire and I guess I got my sticker and I got my my um, my disabled, you know, uh, license plate. And if I'm over on the side of the road, it doesn't take long for another Marine to pull over and say, do you need any help? OK, and I know that we are the same way. If you uh, were driving down the road and you saw somebody along the side of the road with their paramotor on their back and changing a tire, you'd pull over i know i would yeah, you know i mean I this this is this is this is awesome we are brothers and sisters in this sport this is such a small um 
small sport. I mean, there's not a lot of people here. You know, just just like one of my students said, check out JP um, JP's uh, paramotor stuff on TikTok. It's like I, I know JP. I, I hung out with JP. You know, it's like he's on our he's on our podcast. He was like, what? Surprise <laughs> that 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 we know these people and that that we're close. There's not a lot of us out there, you know, and we we help support each other. We're good people. I, I love everyone out there. Uh, all you guys, you are amazing. All of you are. I, and, and I love Mondays because it shows me that there's good people in the world. You know, it, it shows me that, um, you know, faith in humanity, you know, faith in humanity. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even fly. And it's just like, I've been, I've just, for how, how many years I've been like on your show and I've just been embracing the whole thing, learning so much. And you guys, yeah, you guys are family. Absolutely. So Definitely just, a pair of family, similar to a yeah. pair of dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you got warm in here and I'm all flush and stuff and freaking emotional uh -huh. and stuff. You well, guys, I, I love you guys. Good. You guys are awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. All oh, right. Good. Before I start bawling and tearing and stuff, thank you so much <laughs> for all the donations. Right. <laughs> um, you guys are uh, amazing. And uh, thank you for joining us here, you know, tonight on the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I guess we'll go ahead and close. Um, but you guys stay here. We'll talk for a couple minutes oh, okay. um, after we after we get off the show. Oh, sorry. Um, tomorrow, don't forget oh, tomorrow man. we also have PPG. I'm what? sorry, no. John. Look, look in the chat. Hold on, I'm trying to get there. I went over to the Zoom thing so I could help close out everything. What do we got? What What am I missing? I see Stephen Goodpaster, one hundred and one dollars to paralyzed vets. Yeah, yeah, we just talked about that. Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> thank you, Steve. I got my eye. I'm like, man, that is totally awesome. I'm yeah, Stephen Goodpaster, uh, amazing. <laughs> so, so we're up to one hundred and eighty-six dollars of a hundred dollars. We said that in in three hundred and thirty-three days. Well, actually, it's before that. But I think it was like three hundred fifty days. I put them on some other videos. That I bet that I could probably raise a hundred bucks. And tonight we raised one hundred eighty-six dollars. It goes straight to the um paralyzed veterans um it doesn't go through me it doesn't go through anybody else uh it, it, you guys are amazing i, I so appreciate y'all i should probably start paying attention <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry man <laughs> but it it's, was just as impressive as though i didn't i mean i didn't see it it is impressive it <laughs> is i mean i mean that is that is freaking amazing i mean um steven that that was that was awesome. Uh, you know my phone number. We're, we're friends. Um, if you want to, if you want one of these these uh, these things right here, or anybody that donated tonight, let me know. Uh, I'll print you up something. You know, I'll print you up throttles. I'll print you up this stuff. I got a three D printer. You know, let me help you out. I mean, you you helped some paralyzed veterans. Uh, text me. You know, let me know if you want something. I'd be very happy to send you guys something. Um, if you don't know my phone number, it's 501-747-3558. Um, just text me and say, hey, this is me. And, um, you know, I'm sure I already have you in my phone. I think I have everybody in my phone. 
But if you want something, let me know. I'll, I'd love to print it up for you. And thank you so much for donating. Um, we got another uh, anonymous <laughs> that donated $14. So now we're up to $200. That's double. <laughs> that, that's, that's sick. You, that is you, awesome. You guys are Woo! a beautiful thing. Uh, yeah, you, got you. you really did. You guys that are great awesome. Night. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, I have had such a good time. And we've... You guys are just awesome. You guys going to Salt and Sea, says Stephen Goodpaster. I do not know. Um, yeah, Ninja's going, I think. I, I would love to, but, you know, with students coming up, I know that I can go. I know I'm going to go to, to Bad Apples. I'm going to take my students to Bad Apples. We're going to go to Bad Apples. I, I think that that I had so much fun last year. Um, yeah. If I could go to Salt and Sea, I would love to go to Salt and Sea. I just don't know what my, my what's going to go on. I mean, I ended up having um, uh, twelve students in one month that 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 called me. You know, I got a couple more that's going to be coming in. I got a couple of trike people that are going to be coming in. Yeah. You know, so I don't. It, I'm not advertising. How am I getting so many people? <laughs> Everybody, you know. They go to your class or whatever, and then they tell their friend, hey, you got to come over. You know, you got to come to this class. You got to come here. You come to this school. Come to this school. That's yeah. how it happens. Just word of mouth. That's so, how, look how, when I, these guests that I find on Facebook, you know, and I watch the videos and I'm saying, hey, this is cool. And I, I find Shane and I'm like, come into our world. Come in, come in, you know, we're all family. And, and, and here Shane I, is I too. It. With only 13 it. flights under his belt, right, and going on a paramotor podcast talking about his paramotor experience, and we talked for two hours already, not yeah. including the half hour that you came in early before the pre-show. That's, that's how I get. Yeah, that's you know, I I love getting guests on here, and no matter if you're experienced, if you're not, I bring them in, Sean. I bring them in. <laughs> Absolutely. I do want to shout out Mark McElroy from Paralife PPG. Yeah. So paralifeppg.com. I know Mark. I did the same thing. Well, I did the same thing. Um, he, he, he makes, I mean, I have my own merch store, but I got to shout out Mark. Um, yeah. He, he, his stuff is top notch. Not to say mine isn't, you know, mine's, mine's top notch, but thank you. Um, you know, for, for sending us these shirts. Thank you for being on panels. Thank you for being on our shows. Thank you for doing what you do for the community. So shout out yeah. to Mark McElroy at yeah. www.paralifeppg.com. We definitely appreciate and, you. And Mark, and Mark was a guest at one time. Yeah. And we brought him in when our show was like, it was the early days, early days of the show. The so early days. I, know. I call it the early days. We brought Mark in. And, I can't um, believe that we're in our third year. I know. It's <laughs> I love it. Um, and also, too, you know, uh, Shane from uh, ppgshane.com, he started yeah. a show. He branched off from us to do a Tuesday yeah. Night Hangouts um, with all the stuff that he's doing. Um, Eric Lear takes over part, you know, for part of the month. So you can go to ppgshane.com, go to hit, they'll forward to his YouTube channel, hit that subscribe and bell notification so you know when he pops up some, some new uh, shenanigans. Um, flying paramotors and then Eric Lear, um, he took over. So he does the Tuesday night hangouts, uh, most of the month, I guess, besides the first, how does he do it? Shane does the first Tuesday of the month. 
Yes. And oh, Eric, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I got to remember that. You go to ppglear.com, hit that subscribe button and that bell notification so you can watch his show, Tuesday Night Hangouts, just talking about paramotors and whatever else comes up. And then um, Jade, paramotor girl, paramotorgirl.com, she started an all-female podcast on Wednesdays. Um, Absolutely amazing. Um, She had an astronaut on that blows my mind uh, up to the moon type of thing blows my mind it's amazing so jade is doing a podcast all girl podcast you got to check it out go to paramotorgirl.com hit, it goes to her youtube channel hit that subscribe and bell notification if you have not done so already and there's something else that happens on thursday what is that on thursday let me check my calendar oh yes thursday night paragliding socks dot com with your host robert michaels i always say the awesomest paramount knows um but this thursday there will not be a show because robert is going to be at what's what's the fly-in coming up salt and sea salt and sea wow yeah so um yeah and robert michaels is who to you he's my son your son my awesomeness yeah definitely we're we're all we're all we're all we're all connected yeah everybody we're all connected yeah you know robert jumps on the zoom sometimes you know i'm saying come on hang out with us you know we we had we had your son on here a couple of times he jumped on did a little cameo we appreciate him for sure good we're all just family and you know i send the link hey you want to jump in tonight come on in you know hang out and then his show comes on, and so it's all good. When we first started this PPG Grandpa's Paramotor podcast a couple of years ago, um, one of the first people that we were able to get was uh, Kyle O. So Kyle O jumped on. Um, the person that makes the... Uh, I forgot. Remember that? Yeah. Um, yep. We also had yep. Jeff Doan. He, he yep. came on the podcast also. Yep. Um, we had a lot of big names. And we also had a lot of names that nobody knew about, just like Shane Wyman. But now people know Shane Wyman. <laughs> yep. And yep. and that's one of the things that we like to do is to make sure that, you know, everybody gets a chance. You know, Shane, he just started doing this, 13 um, flights, but he's on our show. So yep. if you want to be on our show, you get up with ParamomUSA.com, Linda what? Anderson, and tell her that, hey, I want to be on the show because I want to talk about paramotors. I got a shirt that says, warning, may talk about paramotors, you know? <laughs> and I do. I love that's it. That's all I talk about. <laughs> that's all I talk about. That's all I want to do is talk about paramotors. Um, and uh, Will Fly, you know, you do a lot of amazing editing. You have really blossomed a lot. I mean, you have a lot of people you know, that are following you. Um, all your videos have thousands upon thousands of views. Um, you are definitely well known out in the paramotor community because you do make amazing videos. Tell us a little bit about your videos and how do we get up with you? How can we watch these awesome videos that you're making? Well, yeah, you can, uh, I just love making the videos and I do have a passion for editing and, and, or, or I'm a glutton for punishment, one of the two, <laughs> but, um, yeah, just check me out. We'll fly YouTube, or you can go to willflyppg.com. 
willflyppg.com forwards over to his YouTube Shane, channel. I just subscribed to your YouTube channel tonight. Yeah, I don't really have one. I just, uh, yeah, no, I'd, like, I'd like to do it, but everything I put on there is uh, my friends that were hanging out and watched me fly. But I put it up there so I can look and learn. And, I'm going to uh, keep track of you, man. Yeah, uh, Kyle O told me the best one of the best things I can do is get a camera set up on a tripod and record those takeoffs and landings, and then we can go from there to dial those skills in, and that's going to definitely be the next thing I do along with next time I fly. So looking forward to it. Uh, Perrin just said, can you provide the link to the 3D Chase Cam files off the giveaway i got one off thingverse printed but it's really heavy and unstable compared to the ppg smoke i bought the ppg smoke um back in the day and that is a really good um um chase cam this one feels actually lighter than the ppg smoke one that i got and they don't make them anymore ppg smoke doesn't make the, the chase cams anymore which is why i'm trying to find all the the cool ones that i can uh do this is a um this is a chase cam and then the fins are um, an add-on to it because you can add on different things um on that thing verse um if you just type in chase cam uh stl or chase cam 3d um what is it is 3d printer let me just do a quick check i can't remember off but i think it's uh, chase cam stl chase cam stl i think that goes to all the different ones yeah uh, yeah there's so many out there if you just do chase cam stl because it's stl files you're going to find a ton of different places. And of course, Thingverse has it. I scroll down here and I see a bunch. If you guys have nothing better to do, uh, we can talk about um, 3D printers. Yeah, um, but... Shane, um, while, while I'm looking for these uh, 3D things, is there anything that you want to talk about as far as uh, um, things that you want to do in the future or anything like that? Uh, just get proficient at flying and... Uh... That's it. I just want to do it and start progressing, start trying to do some light acro or stuff like that. Hopefully. Well, the, the acro and stuff, I would definitely um, go to a SIV. SIV sure. Absolutely. Yep. Um, there's, there's a bunch of SIVs across the United States. Uh, just check with different you know places, uh, talk with different people, uh, look online Um and see and see what you can find as far as um, SIVs. I know that a bunch of us went down to uh, Florida, and um, we did the SIV course down there. Now I'm over here on Thingverse, and I and I downloaded everything, everything, and I've tried to print a lot of them. Some of them don't print very well. Uh, this is a windsock with a chase cam in it. Have you seen that one? That's pretty cool. Uh, here, here's one with the wings. Chase cam for ultralight aircraft. So this one prints out with the different wings. So you take this one right here, the four STL files, and then you go back to, because this was remixed, 
And where was the original? I can't remember where the original was. It might be under the thing details. Oh, okay. So here's the remix from this. So here's the uh, main one. So what I do is I get, okay, so it's this one with the, the green and blue. So I got this piece right here, the front that holds onto the chase cam. So I grab that STL, the octagon base, the naked plate, and the GoPro fork. And then I went over to the other one. Do you want me to go ahead and put these uh, in the chat? So let me copy that and put that well, in the chat for you. Aaron Ninja said that the one you just held is the one that he had trouble with. Really? As far as like after you printed it, put it together and went to fly with the wings? Yeah. So what happened, Aaron Ninja? So is that the one with the uh, the fins? The one you just held, was didn't it have fins? No? Um, so the ones with fins was a remake of this one that's green and blue so somebody prints up so somebody gives you like all the different files okay um and you can remake it or remix it so he said yes sean that's the problem one with the fins okay he said that his didn't have i guess uh wings or fins though okay yeah the remix with the fins look like it's going to be good i mean it looks like it's gonna be good good i put the um the the gopro 5 session on it and the way it's set up you know it looks like it's going to be very dynamic it looks like it's going to be uh good so it's i can't redesign take... that's the reason for the fence the, yeah it's a redesign yeah it's a remix i think they call it remix. so i've tried multiple string configurations um the way that ppg smoke um told me to do it is when you have a a hoop or or a string or a line whatever you want to call it and it's a double right there right you just put it around and through and then you have that configuration right there i don't know if you can see it or not and then right above that that's where you tie it off and then you have your single line to your c and um for those of you that have tried these before, don't don't tie it on to your D line. Put it on your C line. If you have A's, B's, C's, and D's, centermost C. Don't put it on your D. You'll collapse your back um, wing. Um, it'll it'll go down a little bit. Um, it, it'll try. It'll, it'll be like it's pulling brake on you. It just feels weird. C always seems to work. Ah, just like doing tests. See your way out. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Perrin Ninja said, yep, in my last videos, it's really unstable, but no fins, though. Yep. Now, this one seems like it's pretty close to the PPG Smoke one. And, um, I mean, very, very similar, other than you have to use zip ties to put it together. Where the heck is Hay Bale? The Yankee Paramotor said, where the heck is Haybill? He wasn't able to make it. He texted us before uh, the show and said he wasn't able to make it. Um, darn. Um, let me look up here. Anything else that I missed? Oh, 3D. 3D. Okay, so Mickey Alberto said, oh, 3D printer recommendations. All right, so I, I found this one on um, 
lightning deal on Amazon for $85. It's a 100 by 100 by 100 millimeter base plate. Um, it prints a little bit slower, but it's called Easy Thread, and um, it prints really good. Uh, very surprising. Um, however, $100 more than that, and I'm gonna get actually. I'm actually gonna get one of these. Let me let me go to let me go to um, smile.amazon.com and type in 3D printer, and I'll show you the the ones that um, other people got, and they showed me. And I think this is the one that Eric said that he has also. Eric, if you're still in the chat, which one did you say that you got as far as the 3D printer? So this is the one I got right here. This is the 3D printer. It's the A350T. It's a three-in-one printer. Not only does it uh, 3D print, but also has a laser engraving um, laser, which is cool, and has CNC carving to carve metal wood or whatever and i haven't used those yet because i want to get enclosure um but that's really good this one the amazon amazon choice the ender 3 this is the one i heard that everybody gets it's 189 dollars shipped wait that's what you got you didn't get that one did you i did not get this one no but this is the this is my next one that i want to get because it's only 189 dollars shipped and uh, look at the size it's 220 by 220 by 250 mine is 350 by 350 by 350 so you know this is for the price if this prints like this thing prints um this would be an amazing deal i wanted the cnc i wanted the bigger plate because i want to do you know more things for the paramotor community um and uh the cnc and the laser engraving so Eric got the prusa the the what was it the Prusa? Prusa, uh huh. How how do you how do you spell it? P R U S A. Okay, so he got the Prusa. So oh, that one looks like it's a good one. Prusa. Hey, yeah, he keeps that thing going twenty four hours a day. I believe. This is the first time this thing's <laughs> take taking a break since I got it. Really? Um, I've gone I've gone through three spools of uh, of. It's one kilogram, so that's 2.2 pounds. I've gone through three of those. Okay, so how much does a spool, if that's what you call it, cost? Um, so what I do is I look for 3D printer filament, and it's all over the, all over it. Um, you can get it for 20 bucks for a spool. Um, okay. I got it, mine, I got some that were cheaper. Uh, the normal one that most people will get is the PLA and it kind of stands for plastic. Um, you also got the, uh, PETG and they're all like 1.75 millimeter that I've seen so far. I'm very new to this, so I don't know a lot. Um, who, somebody texted me and said that they do a lot of printing other than, um, Eric up in Wisconsin. And, um, was it, was it Josh from PPG zone or was it? Who was it? I can't remember. Somebody also has a couple of these uh, printers and they print nonstop too. Hey, hey, Sean, Shane's gonna, Shane has to head out. 
Yeah. Oh, Shane. Okay, but yeah, 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 yeah. So go ahead and head, head on out. Um, I'm so sorry. We started talking about. Oh no, you're good. I just thanks for having me and well. Nice 3D stuff. Out. I'm sorry about that. Silly me. I get into this stuff. I talk about paramos. Talk about printers. Hey, Shane. Thank you so much for joining us today, buddy. I appreciate you. Um, thank you, uh, Linda, for letting me know that you had to go. Um, you all can right, just well, say, you can just say I need to go. <laughs> That's, That's all right. Right. Now, now you're on our guest chat, which means that you're going to see every week what our uh, ID and passcode is to come on here. You can be, because you're a guest, you can come on as a pan panel member anytime right. that you want to. Awesome. Right. So anytime that you want to jump on on, on Monday, just come on and jump on. Yep. I'll do that. And it is after nine o'clock, so we probably do have to go now. <laughs> hey, so, I appreciate it. So thank you so much. Um, well, I guess maybe okay. we need to do a Zoom call and just talk about 3D printers one of these days. Yeah, man. Do that. That's some pretty interesting stuff. All right. So anybody that wants to do a 3D printing um, Zoom with me, let me know, and uh, we can do it. Like I said, my number is 501-747-3558. If I don't already have you on my phone, please text me so I know who you are, and uh, we'll get to chatting. Shane, if you want to come over here anytime during the summertime to uh, use any of my wings, you're more than welcome to. Um, anybody out there that has a, a, a veteran friend that wants to get training, uh, get them in touch with me. And um, just like what Resurgence PPG does, we can get them in and get them trained for free. Right on. You guys have an amazing day. Don't forget tomorrow with PPGLear.com, Wednesday with ParamotorGirl.com, and then Thursday we have... Oh, ParaglidingTalk.com, but... Yeah. Um, not this Thursday. But not this Thursday, darn it. Not All right. Thursday. Yeah. And Will Fly, thanks for jumping on. Linda Anderson, thank you for everything, of course. And Shane Wyman, thank you very much for being on season three, episode 107 of PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, ClearPop TV, and Paratalk.org. See y'all tomorrow. Have a great evening. Thank you, guys. Peace out, y'all. And we'll see you.